Hello everybody and welcome to edition number 54 of the No More Too Loud podcast. I am Michael Bayan. Alongside me, as always, every time, is Evan Williamson. Evan, my dear friend, how are you? Excuse me, I'm doing fine. I have to uh, tape from a different location today, so it may be a little choppy because my internet is not as good as my aunt's. Uh, my aunt had to uh, quarantine herself. Luckily, she uh, tested oh, no. negative, so we should be good. I hope I'm good as well, because you know, the I had I wasn't around her much, but only when I was taping content for you guys. So. You guys get you. I I risked my life for you guys, so I hope you appreciate it. You gave me coronavirus. No, I don't. I don't have it. I have no symptoms. You can be asymptomatic. Yeah, it's true. Hey, speaking of symptoms, um, Vince McMahon is showing symptoms of being an idiot. Yeah. We might we might have to change our campaign to Triple H uh, creative uh, Stephanie McMahon on the business and uh, Shane a floater. Um, because we've got the item in the rumor, Vince got a little twitchy this past week. The G one climax is approaching. AEW went all out and went all in their face. And a old WWE face went all elite. Um, Wednesday night was his debut. Um, and then we'll get into the, uh, the show thoughts. And I do want to say right away... Um, Fully meaning to watch NXT this week. The damn date change got me. You forgot it was Tuesday again? Yep. I'm, last week, I, I, uh, I watched it, but the date change got me completely this time. So I did not get eyes on NXT. I did, however, again, for some reason, I don't know why. Could be because I was watching it with a friend. Um, I I don't know, but I put eyes on Raw again. So... Uh, You know, I'll talk about that when we get there, but I don't know why I keep putting eyes on Monday Night Raw. Not sure why I do it to myself. I mean, it has its moments based on what I've seen. Yeah, those are a little more rare, though. But, I mean, it's kind of been the same show for a few weeks. Apparently, they're having trouble with creative. Well, they're always having trouble with creative, but, like, it's just... Apparently, SmackDown's doing solid, though. SmackDown's been fine. It's just, you know, with that, with, with Raw, it's just like, hey, we'll talk about this when we get there, but it's like, 
How many weeks in a row are you going to have the same match? You know, I, there's at least one match. I think it. I think there's like five or six. But I mean, because apparently they will do Dominic versus a member of the Messiah thing. Apparently they will do that forever. Apparently they have no desire to like literally ever stop doing that. Because they've done it a bajillion times now. Um, no, well... I think there's three matches from Raw that have literally been done three straight weeks. Either that or, like, three out of the last four. So we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, yeah, um, NXT and SmackDown from last week, of course. And I'm pretty sure I've got everything covered. So, Evan... Uh, random and the rumor, and you would be much more affected by this than I would because you actually watch Up Up Down Down, whereas I don't. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so well, Up Up Down Down would have been safe because that's a WWE property. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. At least, at least they're allowed to use it. it it's more WWE than private. I think it's, uh, hopefully, and I think he's smart enough to set it up that if he ever ha- gets let go, he can use it still, but... Oh. Uh, so, here's the story, and you know, a bunch of misunderstandings all over the board, and kind of really put a damper on SmackDown, uh, which we'll get to. Um, so, there was an edict that was sent down from on high that... Uh, WWE wants people to stop using their characters on third-party websites. That would be uh, you, your YouTubes, your your Twitches, your um, cameos, and uh, probably Patreon. And I don't think anybody has an OnlyFans, but uh, OnlyFans no. as well. Well, I'm pretty sure that if there was a, if one of the wrestlers had an OnlyFans, everybody would know about it. So this got people upset, and like a bunch of communication, like a week ago, does Sonny Adam count? Colson, Sonny doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> I don't think they will ever acknowledge her again. Um. They might. Say hey, what about Enzo? Away. Enzo doesn't count either. Okay. Nope. Nobody does then. And. Frankly, Enzo has an OnlyFans. Yep. That nope. Anyway, <laughs> you don't want to hear his last. It it it's more than just pictures of something. You could yeah. do. Yeah, there's you know videos, videos too. I'm kidding. I mean, I mean, the the original purpose of the website wasn't for what it was taken over for, and now it is mostly for. Wait, really? Oh, the script of the text of the name is pretty suggestive. Well, you can make that argument of everything. In well, they may have changed. I don't know what it looks like. Apparently, it originally wasn't supposed to be like that. Uh-huh. But anyway, a couple like last week, Adam Cole was talking about how WWE supported him streaming on Twitch and that they know that he likes it. And then AJ said the same thing, I think, a few days ago. And like there is a 
bunch of confusion. You had people starting to change their names to the regular names, uh, which you already had that on YouTube um, and Twitch. Um, but it seems like they're okay with uh, Twitch and YouTube. Um, then uh, apparently Cameo is a little bit on the fence right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, hopefully they can get that figured out because that isn't one of Biggie's big sources of revenue. Now here's the thing, okay? I'm gonna just get that in, in this in the open right now, okay? Everybody knows I'm big Cornette guy, and I've already listened to one of his podcasts where he talked about this. And well, yeah, he probably wants them all fired. Well, but... yeah, well, yes, he does. He to like they're they're using their real names. It would almost be one thing if they weren't, but they're using their real names, interacting with you know people. They would in the WWE, in you know even the '90s or the early 2000s, they would have been gone so fast. But you know, they're not as strict on uh, you know kayfabe is dead. They're stricter than they used to. The office is right and. Quite frankly, most of the boys that do that should be fired. But I see. That's what I agree. Think, that's what he thinks. That's what he thought. I, in terms of kayfabe, agree with that. Except for this, I believe that this is illegal because WWE superstars. Are not employees. So therefore. I would love. For them to. Send a directive like that. And actually try to enforce it. When they're not even employees. They're independent contractors. They can enforce it with. Their real. Not with their real names. With their uh, ring names. Because that's WWE property. If the WWE. Can say. Alright, we don't have to pay you medical because you're an independent contractor, then there should also be some kind of benefit for the wrestler, too. Like, there's something that they shouldn't be able to do, and this should be the thing that they are unable to do. Here's the thing I don't understand about the medical, is they still, like, help pay for rehab and surgeries and stuff. Right, but they don't provide insurance. So they're not obligated to. If it's somebody they don't like, they could just fire them and not care. So, anyway, I I mean, look. Kayfabe is long gone. So, at this point, and also, Kayfabe's been dead. And at some point in wrestling, you're going to have if you're just go- if you're going this way, you're going to need some kind of new audience because you sure as hell ain't getting it now. Your numbers are just about the worst year have ever been. So maybe Twitch and YouTube and Instagram and people getting to know these people as streamers but are also fantastic wrestlers 
maybe that can get some more people into loving wrestling. I don't know anymore, but, you know, something kind of needs to be done. And I do think that maybe the wrestlers could do it a little bit better than the companies because the companies have proven to be idiots and, you know, let all this happen in the first place. You know, basically starting with WWE and uh, and WCW that just murdered kayfabe and, uh, relentlessly. So, you know, that being, you know, I just I.
yeah, so that's pretty much all we have for All Out. Uh, but we should say uh, Rusev, or going by the name of Miro, which he has been using on Twitch. And I'm not sure if that's his real name or not. Probably not. Maybe. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, has officially signed with AEW. And it's, uh, I think it said it's a... Uh, yeah, his real name is Miroslav. Um, uh, it's... Uh, his contract is just over a year, so it's a pretty short-term contract. Um, so we might, I mean, especially if Lana sticks around in WWE, we might see Rusev back someday, you know, to give him the run he deserves. Uh, I said that this was WWE's biggest mistake. I mean, I know we talk about some of the people that, you know, there's a lot of people that they messed up on. And we could even say Kairi Sane was messed up on, but then again... She was doing good towards the end, and she went home to be with her husband, so that's kind of different. Would you say Rusev is WWE's biggest mistake? Because keep in mind, Ricochet, um, um, Cesaro, Shinsuke, they're still there. I would say biggest mistake for, like... You would, you know, you look at Rusev and you would think that would be Vince's perfect guy. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would think them botching the ever living hell out of half of their super, you know, out of half their booking of NXT is a bigger deal. Um, but they're still there. Yeah. But again. For this to be a mistake, they have to do something good with Rusev. And we know who's in charge, and we know they are not capable of that. So, I don't think it's a mistake at all. Well, it was a mistake on their end because they said, oh, you know, oh, we sold out on the Rusev Day shirts. Oh, they're just making fun of you. It's like, dude, you are so Oh, well, I mean, yes, it's a mistake to let him go. But for it to be their biggest mistake. Biggest mistake right now. But in order for it to be a big deal, AEW would have to do something with him. The fact that he's not with WWE anymore is a big mistake. That's my point. Which is, wait, uh, wait, it's a mistake, yes. I think, because there's so much potential. He can be a monster. He's very good with comedy. So good. They just mess up on their part. So I'll get to the show proper. So... I'm going to say with the random, not so much the rumor... Hey, Evan, the NFL season starts tonight. Okay. What's your how you how you feeling about your Vikings this year? Not good. Why not? Because they got rid of half their players. But you're in a wide open NFC North. I also today because I don't know much about what's going on. I kind of tuned everything out, you know, because like it's like will they, won't they type thing. And you also got Yannick Ngakwe. Okay. You traded Stefan Diggs for no reason. 
But you got Yannick Ngakwe. I'm feeling terrible about the Bears. What are you talking about? Mr. Trubisky earned his spot as the starter. Yeah, exactly. That's the reason. So, uh, anyway, um, I figured I'd mention the NFL starts tonight. Um, and I'm searching see, for see, a new... See, uh, former, former alum, Western alum, uh, Colin Saunders. Played. Yep. Yeah, Colin Saunders will be on the screen tonight. Um, also, by the way, uh, uh, LaCale London did make the practice squad for the Bears, and Lance Lenore is on the practice squad for the Seahawks. Uh, what else is it say? Actually, this might be like their best chance because a bunch of injuries or sicknesses will put them right in, right? Right, yeah, a bunch of corona stuff. You know, if COVID happens, they'll be in good shape. So, oh, this is something about the NFL, but now I can't precisely remember. I had something witty, but oh well. All right. All right. So back to the show proper. Um, yep. Like I said, for SmackDown. This announcement with the whole Twitch thing was like right before SmackDown, so I was really upset. And like I told, I told you that this is like the closest I've ever been to not watching a show because of something they did. Mm-hmm. End up watching it, wasn't really into it because you know, uh, really upset about what happened. But um, here's some couple notes: um, Roman Reigns officially heal. Um, both Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns made a. Good, had a good promo. Uh, Paul Heyman said that he was recruited by Roman Reigns, so it wasn't Paul Heyman that took him in. It was the other way around. Um, had a really good good promo. I didn't, I've got to watch it. I forgot to watch it back, but um, just some some good lines, you know, overall. And I don't know. Did you see it at all? Smackdown, let me go look at the YouTube channel and see if I did, because I don't remember. Been an entire week, I've slept since then. Nope, I definitely missed this show. Yep, so I'll Mm -hmm. let you pretty much take this one then. So, uh, I had a couple good lines, and like I said, I wish I would have... Remember to rewatch it because oh he he uh, instead of he's not the advocate he serves as a special counsel to the trial chief which I think is awesome. So the uh, a marriage of Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns looks like it'll go go very well. So looking forward to that. Uh, I didn't realize this was a number one contenders match, but uh, Heavy Machinery took on The Miz versus John Morrison, and Heavy Machinery, the the number one contenders for the uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship. And this is the episode where uh, John Morrison stole the Money in the Bank briefcase from Otis and ran away. 
But well, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, There was supposed to be a fatal four-way match, and it was Sheamus, Matt Riddle, Baron Corbin, and Big E. And Big E Mm -hmm. was celebrating because, you know, Woods was coming back, you know, for doing the, doing a talking smack. He had a birthday cake and everything. I believe it was his birthday as well. And somebody told him, hey, he's here. And he goes out, and then he gets attacked by Sheamus. And gets white noised onto a car, taking him out, which I think is was smart. Uh, we don't need to have Big E going for a championship yet, especially if Roman Reigns is going to hold it for a bit. Right. I save that. So good thing to protect him. Then we had the uh, women's tag team championship match, where we had Sasha and Bailey take on the champions Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And I said that you know, like I said, there's just ample opportunity to have them turn on each other. And I wasn't necessarily, like, I said that I don't think this was the best time like, compared to the other things, but I, I didn't hate it. So through the course of the match, uh, Shane, uh, Sasha goes for a double knees and ends up hitting her knees on the uh, turnbuckle, or on the mm-hmm. post. And then she ended up Losing, I think she ended up getting. She ended up taking the uh, the loss. Oh, they both took the loss. I forgot they got double pinned by Nia Jax, who splashed on them from the top rope. And keep in mind, uh, Sasha and Bailey were working very well together in, in this match. There was no sign of you know animosity, so that's mm-hmm. another reason why I thought it was weird. So she comes, so now the match is over. The Dodgers come in because Sasha hurt her legs. Oh, then, oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. The um, the gentle tapping is about to begin. Yeah, like I said, that could have been because they were worried about real injury. So they had to go around it. But they made up for it. Um, so she ends up sending the doctors away and end up helping her up and then starts to, to attack her and attacking her knee and stuff. The, the breakup has finally happened. And doing all these things, you know, different moves and stuff. I, Sasha fought back just a little bit, but ended up going. And then they ended with Sasha, uh, Bailey. Jumping off the top rope, hitting a chair that was around Sasha Banks' neck. So Sasha Banks will be out for a bit. I don't know how long. So kind of a kind of a, a slow uh, start to the beatdown, but ended ended pretty good. Yeah, you could say that. Uh, yeah, go like watch said, the beatdown on YouTube, and you will see Bailey gently tapping Sasha on the leg, and um, her also gently grazing her head against the post. So yeah. I'm going to take a look because I don't think it was as bad as you said it was. Granted, you're a lot more critical than I am. Uh, 
Yes. Well, uh, we'll move on to uh, Sami Zayn came out and um, he didn't. He was upset because he didn't come out to the Intercontinental Champion. So he talks to the uh, ring announcer. It's like he's like it wasn't in my notes. And then he uh, grabs the headset. You know, I talked to the production people which i liked because you know that's you know like an homage to us you know it's kind of like yeah we know we understand what's going on talking to the talking to the truck and it's like like did the graphic have the intercontinental championship on he's like like no oh it was inner notes and then we had you know and then jeff hardy came out and then aj came out and there was a brawl between the three of them so we're probably going to have the uh, Triple threat match. Though I think we should start start with the uh, AJ versus uh, not AJ uh, Jeff Hardy versus Sami Zayn to see the the true champion. I think uh, I totally think that uh, AJ should be the champion though, and use mm. Joseph Park of course because that was an entertaining duo that they ended way too quickly. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the best attack, but <laughs> like I said, they could have been worried that she actually got hurt. Right. Uh, other stuff from SmackDown. Then in the span, and this was a really weird way. So they had the uh, the main event. So you had so you had uh, Matt Riddle come out, and then when you come. Back from break, we get uh, a vignette of a woman walking in heels. Don't know what that is. Um, then we have uh, Heavy Machinery trying to find the Miz and Morrison because uh, he has the money in the bank briefcase, and Tucker's all all worried. He's like, "Why aren't you upset?" It's like, "Cause I don't, okay, I don't, I don't keep my my uh, contract in the." briefcase then he takes out his money in the bank lunchbox and has the contract in there and then we go to the Miz and Morrison and he's like you realize this doesn't make you Mr. Money in the Bank right and he opens it up and inside the briefcase is his lunch so kind of a little bit of funniness there um, we had a spot where uh, Roman Reigns is talking to J- uh Jay. Jay Uso. Yeah. Uh, and, and about, you know, how, you know, kind of like a, a very passive Roman Reigns, which is a great as a heel type thing. I forget how they described, how he just, I think it was Simon Miller described it as like being passive, like mm-hmm. being passive aggressive type heel. Then we get the uh, uh, then Baron Corbin comes out and says that you know this was all nepotism that Jey Uso is involved in the match. Then they all start brawling and then we get a Firefly Funhouse. Keep in mind while this is happening, the chaos is happening in the ring probably. 
So, uh, Bray Wyatt is in down in the dumps because the Fiend lost his favorite toy. But he said, next week we have a new friend. And then we get, get back to Nikki Cross. He was watching that. And Alexa Bliss ends up apologizing to Nikki Cross. And they hug. And in the background was Rambling Rabbit. So, I don't know. We'll see where this goes. Like, the, the difficult thing here is... Is it Bliss or is it Cross? I'm thinking both. Well, actually, I think it's more likely that Cross is going to be... Well, then again, I think it could be a new puppet because I think they did a the copyright they filed for a copyright of uh, of a name. I think it's gonna be Paul Heyman puppet. But uh, I think uh, Nikki Cross would be more likely to do it because everybody expects it to be Alexa Bliss. Like I said, uh, I mean, yeah. hopefully they end up coming together. Anyway, the only weird thing about this is is the Bray Wyatt potentially being a babyface. So then that kind of messes up with whatever they potentially had between Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, so I think that they'll put them back together again. They they need tag teams, and I think everybody would be okay with that. And then, of mm-hmm. course, uh, Jey Uso end up winning the number one contenders match. So he will be facing his cousin, Roman Reigns, at Clash of Champions. Um, uh, like I said, a decent SmackDown kind of ended their run of like a month long of very good endings. I mean, this one was more finite than what had what had been before. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go through a little bit from Raw. I had a couple notes from Raw, but we won't go through the whole show. But Alright, um, I actually did watch a good bit of the show. Uh, let's see if I still go. Um, so, uh, Cedric Alexander is now in the Hurt Business. Good. Uh, Drew McIntyre basically spent the entire night claymoring Randy Orton. Uh, Randy last week gave McIntyre three RKO's. Um, this week, McIntyre gave Orton three claymores. Um. By the way, I forgot to mention that they downgraded his skull fracture to just a broken jaw. A hairline fracture of the broken jaw. Nice. Um, so, you know, and this is the part where I was going to talk about earlier about how repetitive I was getting. So, it's progressing. So that's somewhat fine. But... You have Cedric Alexander, well, I mean, not them anymore, but, like, you have the anti-Hurt business getting beaten up by the Hurt business for, like, three segments. You have McIntyre and Orton. Now they were doing something a little different. They were trading. Peyton Royce versus Billy Kay. Um, Street Profits versus Andrade and Garza. Now, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay is furthering a storyline, Okay. Street Preference versus Andrade and Angel Garza is just the same damn thing we just saw. Murphy and Dominic in a street fight. We have seen that. How many times have we seen Dominic do this? At this point, uh, the Riot Squad took on Shayna and um, Nia Jax and 
Shayna and Nia don't agree with each other, and it caused Shayna to lose to the Riot Squad. And uh, just it it's just the same show. They use all the same people as they had the last couple of weeks. There's I mean, basically the nothing different. The Riot Squad hasn't faced Shayna and Nia, though. Okay, other than them. And those were two handicap matches, by the way. Yeah, I know. Well, maybe I didn't make that clear enough, sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. You have plenty of talent on that roster. You can use more than two people. They used... I think they used just about everybody on the Raw Women's roster. Um, you have Payne, Royce, and Billy. Okay. You had Oscar, Mickey James, Lana, and Natalia. You had uh no, talk about your roster in general. I'm not talking about just the women. Well who 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 was missing? No, but like why the hell is every feud the same? Like you Long can't you can't vary your content at all? Like I said, Raw's been having trouble, but but who who are they not using? You said they need to use more people. Who aren't they using? Maybe not more people, but just do something different. Hang on, let me go look at the roster. I don't even know how to look at it anymore. Is this how I do it? Here we go. Um, okay, how about we get Alistair in the ring instead of Raw Underground? I mean, it's, it's different. It's, that's part of story building between him and Kevin Owens. Right, but you could have them have a match, and then you wouldn't have had to repeat Profits and Andrade and Angel Garza for the hundredth time. Well, didn't they have a pretty long match in Raw Underground? Uh, yeah, they had a really weird match in Raw Underground. My God, this roster is weirdly thin. Christ, maybe they are using what they can. Would a SmackDown have double the people? It literally feels like SmackDown has like double the amount of, of wrestlers that Raw has and Raw is the longer show. Because, yeah, I guess they're using about everybody. It's just that they have to do the same thing over and over again, apparently. Because I'm still standing with that point. Because you can at least vary it a little. Um, but anyway. Uh, later on on Raw. Well, we had that. Uh, we had the aforementioned uh, fight on Raw Underground. That fight on Raw Underground went through, went through two other matches in a commercial break. Like, they started with the fight, showed it for a while, went away to a break, came back. It wasn't Raw Underground. It was the first 
Sasha versus or sorry Sasha Shayna versus the Riot Squad. Then they then at that finished they went back to Raw Underground and then went back to the ring for Nia and the Riot Squad and then went back to Raw Underground and I hated that format. Like that was way too much because like literally we we're supposed to believe that went on for like half an hour. Like that was way too much. You know, that that like that shouldn't have gone like three segments. And it just kind of ended in a in a nothing finished because the giant dude that does bodyguard beat both Owens and Alistair up. So it was like half of an it, we were supposed to believe it lasted half an hour and it had nothing finished for bullcraft reasons. So I wasn't really a big fan. Personally. Uh, oh, the Dominic and uh, Murphy street fight. Um, Dominic got... Was getting beat and then got the upper hand with some assistance from his family, and then it ended with Murphy getting absolutely destroyed with uh, kendo stick shots by Ray and Dominic, who knew what they were doing, and by Ray's wife and daughter, who had no idea what they were doing. And I it loved so, it. It was so incredibly obvious they didn't know what the hell they were doing, but it was still great. I just hope Murphy didn't get any kind of injuries in the process more than what he bargained for because he had a couple of people who didn't know what the hell they were doing. Like, it didn't look I mean, like it looks like he was right, but I, I, I was hoping he didn't get caught in you the You can eye. only hit somebody a certain way with a stick. Well, like I said, when you get somebody who don't know what to do and some accidents can happen, so I hope he wound up just with everything together the way it should have been. You know, he's going to Take the lashes and the welts and all that stuff, but um, I, I hope he didn't get hit anywhere he didn't want to get hit. Um, but yeah, that was that was a good. It wasn't the payoff to the feud certainly, but that was certainly a good way to end the show. But they were just teeing off on him. Yeah, I loved it. I loved the Mysterio family together. Uh, I was like, I was like, well, maybe a brother sister tag team soon. I would, I wouldn't mind that. Of course, training would be done, but. Yeah, I was going to say, she needs training because she really didn't look like she knew what she was doing. I was very surprised. You don't really train to hit people with kendo sticks. I know, but still, it looked like she was completely untrained as a wrestler. And I, was, I just, just because of Ray, I was kind of surprised. There was also probably supposed to be that she was out of her element and she wasn't sure if she should do that because yeah. she's not contracted. It's, it, they certainly had his wife appear to be unsure, which was right. Yeah. I had no idea his wife was mostly spoke mostly Spanish. And I don't know if that's true or if they just did that for the character, but... Uh-huh. I thought that was interesting. Oh, and I think that's it. Um, 
Oh, uh, we had well, a there message was a retribution, retribution thing. Yeah. We had a message from Retribution, and who, again... Who pretended um, they were I Power Rangers villains. What did you say? Sounded like they were Power Ranger villains. Yes, they did. Um, Which is fine. So, <laughs> I walked... I didn't see this. I'm re-watching it right now. I watched the uh, Brian Zane review of Monday Night Raw. He says, there's no way in hell the girl on the left isn't Mia Yim. Keep in uh, mind... Eyes don't that, lie. Keep in mind, though, that... Like, Mojo Raleigh was this week, so... The, the people that are doing the promos aren't necessarily going to be the people of the group. Right. Yeah, the, the guy on the left looks like it could be Mojo... Okay, you know what? I do hear it now. He was also saying that there's no way in the world that the guy, like the women, the woman talked and the man talked. He said there's no way in the world a man, the man that was talking was not uh, Dijak. And I didn't really hear it. I, I heard the promo, but I didn't really hear Dijakovic. Now that I go listen to it with that in mind, yeah, that is Dijakovic. So it might be NXT folk. Yeah, maybe. And like I said, these are all these all could be stand-ins. Right. Probably still deciding. I mean, the perfect idea would have been to have uh, to bring all your people that you released back to do that, but uh, yeah. they're running out of people to bring back. I was going to say, they all have other jobs. Maybe that's it for Raw. Uh, NXT, I think we can go over reasonably briefly. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was right. I can't hear you. Um, what did you say? About what? About what? About Finn Balor. Oh. I was right that they would take this chance to renew his credibility... And Finn Balor is your new NXT champion. They opened up. That was the first match on, of the night. Uh, continuing on, you know, because it was sudden death. Which is, was smart on their part. Uh, Finn Balor was selling an injured leg, but hit a 1916 from the top rope to win. So, heck yeah. Have him hold the title for a bit, and then he can relinquish it. Whether you wait for Cross or whoever it's to, but I think you should hold it for a little bit because you'll renew his purpose in NXT, which is exactly what you should have done. Um, yeah, I think maintenance in a title run sounds like a weird thing, but I think it was necessary here because you're trying to get him to put people over. But in order for him to do that well, he's got to still have that credibility. And this will renew his credibility. So, good job. This is the right thing you should have done. It was an opportunity they had and they took it. It was kind of only presented to them because of the injury to carry on across. 
We had a, a little segment with Robert Stone with Mackenzie Mitchell. And by the way, I'm not sure if this was her or not, but there's a interviewer and in, uh, on NXT that sounds way too much like a news reporter, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's different when you're interviewing somebody in a in this type mm-hmm. of environment. So it's probably something to work on. But anyway, he's finds Shotzi Blackheart's tank and is about to destroy it, but Shotzi Positive's like, hey, what you doing? He's like, uh, nothing, nothing. I was just looking. And then they, it goes on to b- try to beat him up, and Aaliyah was there, and they had a little scrap, and, and then they end up uh, falling through a curtain into the NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai. Mm. And I audibly, when this happens, I like, oh, oh, you messed up, you were going to die. So, of course, Io wasn't very happy about getting her photo shoot interrupted, apparently. Uh, so, uh, Ali was trying to beg off and said, no, I'm sorry. So, they end up chasing her into the ring. Then, Io and Shotzi end up beating Robert, beating, beating Robert Stone and Ali. Shotzi picked up the Women's Championship and Io snatched it away from her and said, like, don't make me hurt you. And so next week we'll having a singles match, non-title, uh, Shotzi versus Io, which I'm excited about. And mm. pretty, pretty stacked NXT card, by the way, for next week. Uh, then we had uh, another dinner with the Garganos, and this time uh, Tegan Knox was with Kansas LeRae and Johnny Gargano. I should say, and I feel ashamed about this, remember the pizza for the Mia Yim? Uh, uh, Keith Lee version? Yes. Apparently that was Tegan Knox. Huh? Because, huh? What do you mean that was Tegan Knox? The 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 pizza lady was Tegan Knox. Really? Yeah. I did not notice that at all. Yeah, I didn't get that. I was like, because they kind of was like. Like, because Johnny's like, oh, you didn't bring a pizza? Like, and he said, like, you went to my friend's house or something. Just, like, some things, like, referencing it. Then I end up watching it back. I was like, oh, yeah, that is Tegan Knox. So I don't know if that was just a little bit before she was... Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how we didn't notice that. Yeah, really? So, uh, throughout throughout that, they end up... Uh, Tegan... Uh, uh, Candace is trying to get... To well, before that, uh, John Gargano's like, Is it awkward or is it just me? And then he's like, Okay, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna put the dog to bed, eat my dinner upstairs. Then I didn't catch what triggered this, but over the past of the conversation, you know, uh, Kansas is trying to get Tegan to follow the Gargano way or whatever, and then she ends up throwing salad on her, and then they end up getting into a little fight, Johnny. Johnny tries to break them up and uh, ends up uh, pouring spaghetti over him. And then the chase is on. Uh, tries, uh, Kansas tries to throw a shoe at her. She ducks and breaks the big screen TV. And she runs away and uh, Kansas gives chase as uh, Gargano mourns the loss of his television. Which I felt that. <laughs> it's NFL season. My video games <laughs> um, so I the, I think that the continuation of this needs to be their 
used to be a funeral for the television. He he would totally do that too. That just seems like his character. This is the worst TV break ever. Uh, TV don't break like that. You want to try it? <laughs> Wait, Candace left. What the? She was chasing after her. <laughs> so, oh, so Candace chases Tegan into the street. Gargano's like, my TV. <laughs> I wonder if he's going to make Tegan pay for a new TV. Probably. <laughs> Tegan knocks. You threw water at me. Get out here. No, no, no. Screw that, Candace. I want a new television. <laughs> Oh boy! And it's probably well, gonna be they still had the cup there. Yeah, it's gonna be a ridiculous number. It's gonna be like, you owe me five thousand dollars. That TV does not cost five thousand dollars. <laughs> I don't think any TV costs five thousand dollars. Um, that's basically it for. For what I mean, like I said, I didn't see the show, so I would go over more of it. But there was a lot of like uh, career build stuff on that show. Uh, we also had the Velveteen Dream take on Ashante the Adonis, who that guy looks really good. Uh, very uncomfortable watching Velveteen Dream, by the way, especially the way he covered. He covered for the pinfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if you 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 should look at that. Was like like okay. Hey, that's uh, he. Uh, he. It was a little too uh, sexual. What Vel? Uh, let's see. The way Velveteen Dream covered covered uh, Ashante. Mm, they don't have the matchup. All they have is the brawl. Uh, probably a good thing. Um. Of course, and then the peasants rejoiced when Kushida returned and beat the crap out of Dream. Oh, wait, here we go. They do have some of the match in here. Who the hell is he fighting? I think he's somebody from 205 Live. Oh. Which, by the way, WWE needs to get better at promoting that. Yeah, I thought they finished it. There's the Dream Valley Driver. Now oh, that's a little... Strange. Subtlety is not his strong suit. You wonder why the guy would be weird in real life. You know, it's kind of like the Joey Ryan thing. Yeah. If it's true. Like, you wonder... Like I said, it's a police matter now. Right. You wonder why he's weird. I still be like, hey, you know, you need to cool it on that stuff because, you know, the perception, nobody likes you already, so. Right. Unless he's just doing it, I mean, I don't know. Uh, we had uh, Bronson Reed beating Austin Theory and Killian Dane and Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong ended up winning and, you know, continuing on that. Um, and then we had a pretty good Mercedes Martinez versus Ray R- Rhea Ripley. Yeah, in a steel cage. Steel cage that was match. the main event. Yeah. Uh, credit to Robert Stone. Robert Stone spent like five or, or like five or 
10 minutes on top of the cage. <laughs> like, he got beat up, and he, like, they the way they build it, and I'm not sure this is how they usually build NXT cages, but they had, like, a shelf. Not a very big shelf, you know, but a big enough where you'd have some balance uh-huh. uh, on top of the cage. And he tried to come in and ends up getting beat up by Rhea Ripley. And he ends up, like, you know, laying there, you know, oh, is, uh, is uh, you know, bent over the, ca- to the top of the cage. And he sat like that for, like, um, five or ten minutes while the match continued. <laughs> so uh, credit for him to able to do that. Uh, and, of course, Ray Ripley ended up winning that match. And apparently Robert Stone fired Mercedes from being a part of the Robert Stone brand. Because reasons. That's unfortunate. Including a restraining order. Yeah, I saw that. Kind of stupid yeah. because... I don't know. Big badass heel. Kind of... Kind of fit with a, a Robert's own thing like that? Yeah. And then again, there's people speculating, oh, that's because she's moving up to be on the Retribution or whatever. I don't know, who knows? By the way, there was, like... That's about, a little soon, isn't it? We have a show next week. We what? To have her move up? She's been wrestling a while. I don't know about the main event, though. Or not made of ever, like, like very, very visibly, though. I don't know. Um, what were you saying about but next yeah. week? It's a pretty tech show. I know two of the matches. I want to take a look at what the other match was for next week's show. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, of course, like I said, the, uh, uh, EO will be taking on Shotzi in a non-title match. We have uh, the NXT Tag Team Championships will be on the line between Imperium and Brizongo. Hopefully Brizongo keeps it. And it looks like uh, Damien Priest is taking on Timothy Thatcher for the North American Championship. Mm. Indeed, an interesting card for next week. And I believe NXT will be returning to Wednesdays next week. Speaking of next week, I think that's it for this week. Until next week. Yep. So, uh, as always, you can uh, listen to my podcast, the Sports Fixins Podcast. Uh, just go to Facebook, Anchor, or Spotify, and type in Fixins, F-I-X-I-N-S. The episode going to be recorded today. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, oh, uh, if you're in Kiki, Illinois, and you're in the 40th Senate District, uh, the article on the Republican candidate, Eric Wallace, is indeed up, or at least should be up very, very, very soon, um, because I have written it. And that's it for my plugs. Evan, go ahead and plug Breeze Magazine, if you will. Yes, of course. We talk about it. Uh, 
believe a new a new issue should be up now. Uh, I'm going to take a look. It's called Take a Bump. You can find that on issue.com. That's I-S-S-U-U.com. Uh, I believe the first issue is free. Yes, the first issue is free. And the last issue was published three days ago. Uh, so there's four issues now, and you can get the other other three issues for four fifty an issue. So, you know, friend of the show, supporter. Um, it looks it looks like pretty good magazine. Uh, that's pretty much all I have, though. All right. Well, with that, that is it for edition number 54 of the No Marks Allowed podcast. If you want to listen to this or any other editions of the No Marks Allowed podcast, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and tune in. And Anchor, if I didn't say it already. So, for Evan Williamson, I am Michael Dion. Everybody, wear a goddamn mask. Stay healthy. Don't light on fire. Have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and a good night. Bye-bye.